Welcome to Real Money Talks. Real strategies from the money makers and the world changers that you can use to make millions, keep those millions, multiply your wealth, and build your team. Here's your host, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View, Laurel Langmire. All right. Welcome back. This is Laurel, and you are at Laurel's Real Money Talks, a podcast that talks about money in the most real way and practical way. And we talk about how you become a millionaire. So that includes how to make money, how to keep money, how to invest money, how to use a team. It's a process. It's not like, you know, a one and done and all of a sudden have pixie dust and it's done. You're going to start a whole process. So Shelly is actually uh, one of our clients that started this process, has made amazing strides. And what I love about her is all of her work, but mostly what she does for your kids is uh, she wrote an amazing book, um, which is really how to get your kids ready for college and when to start, how to start, the questions you don't even know to ask. And uh, she's here today. We're going to interview her and uh, would love for you to go get her free book. Um, We're going to be doing some interviews with even some of my kids' friends because everybody needs this content. So Shelly, welcome. Thank you so much. Looking forward to being here. So Shelly, you know, one of your big accolades is that your son went to Harvard and uh, walked out of their debt free. So quite an accomplishment. Talk a little bit about your history. And I mean, was getting him into Harvard, like where it all started? Or is he kind of proof in the pudding? Like, you know, uh, you know, when I wrote my Make Your Kids Millionaires book, your kids are proof in the pudding. So I know your son is clearly that. Yes, absolutely. So I had never um, thought I'd venture down this world. This is actually my seventh business I've started. I am a true entrepreneur. But the business really happened when my son had seven offers to Ivy League schools and got into Harvard, graduated four years pre-med and had no debt. So the process of all of that I had to do it 20 to 30 hours a week on top of my full-time job. So I tell parents, it's like doing your taxes. You could do them. You could do the tax. You could understand the tax code, but is that what you want to spend your time? College is a very similar situation where there's rules to the game. If you know the rules to the game, the game is really easy to play. So I got to lead right with that. What are the rules? If you could say, Uh, And I'm not going to give, you know, have you give all your secret sauce away because I want them to go get your book. Uh, But what are some of the rules, like one, two, three top rules that are just like mouth dropping to parents when they're like, you've got to be kidding. I could do that. Like, what are those rules? So the most the most important rule, number one, is don't try to fit your kid into a school. Try to make sure your student is the very best they can be and then pick the best school for them. Many times I'll get on with a family and they'll be, okay, we want them to go to USC. And I'll say, well, why? And they go fight on, you know, that there, there's not the fit of the student there. It's the, I'm impressed with the school. So number one is start with the student, help them to be the very best they could be with all of their extracurriculars, honors and awards, because that will stay with them all the way through life yeah. versus trying to figure out how do I get them into school A? So that's number one. Number two is get your financial house in order. And what does that mean? You, you will want to complete the FAFSA. The, uh, it's October 1st of their senior year. You have to do it every year after. If you do not, 
you will not be able to receive free money. That could be merit money. That could be need-based money. That can be a combination of both. The FAFSA tells you what it looks at and what it does not look at. It's all about your assets and where you keep things. So that's the important thing, right? Laurel is where- my conversation. (laughs) Where are you putting your money? Where are you putting your money? Because it's not just gross and net. It's not just give me your taxes. It's where is that money kept? In a divorce situation, it is a totally different path. So understanding this is what they're telling you you can do. And this is what they're telling you you can't do. So you need to have that all wrapped up by the second semester of the sophomore year and the first semester of the junior year. So why is that important? Because if you wait until their senior year, you've lost the chance of getting your financial house in order. So that is a it's so critical and and you and i have talked about how i you know i got my son through and getting prepared to get my daughter through talk about give one or two just examples of what we're talking about like where your money is but they don't care versus where your money is and they care so the number one place that people make their biggest mistake if you are an entrepreneur if you don't get a paycheck the 529 could absolutely sink your opportunity of scholarships. That is money set aside for college, which means they're saying, thank you very much for saving that money. We look forward to taking that from you. So that is a problem that most entrepreneurs or people who run their own business do not realize. The second really critical piece, the aha is where the money is to be kept. If you have money in your child's name, they they utilize that money 50% higher than if it was in your name. So here's one for your audience. Get everything out of your kid's name. Yeah. Yeah. So, they own nothing. Yeah. I mean, they're saying, yeah, thank you very much for saving for college. I, I tell this story all the time. I was that parent. I saved Two hundred fifty thousand dollars in a five twenty nine, patting myself on the back, going, "This mom got this, so proud." And then Harvard said, "Thank you very much." And I'm like, "What?" He has a scholarship, and they go, "Well, you don't need it. We're going to give it to somebody else." And I'm like, "Are you kidding me right now?" I moved it to the younger sibling, and then we were back in negotiation. So. Every piece of your financial wealth, where it is, your assets, make sure it is not in your child's name. Other than that, be strategic. I am not a financial advisor. I do not give financial advice. I can tell you, I have seen many people struggle by doing it the wrong way that I can at least say, go talk to your financial advisor. This is what I see as your situation. Yep. Yeah. And there are a lot of things like the Roth IRA. And you know that I'm a huge endorser of kids that are 18, get an LLC. And that will have to be disclosed. But that doesn't mean that LLC is making a lot of money, especially at their age. So there's a lot of strategy. And what you find, Shelly, that the, the strategies are so disconnected because of the way the financial services, as you know, you know me, like it's my passion. It drives me crazy. The financial services world is so disconnected that there, there's no Rubik's cube to put it together, right? This is like a perfect Rubik's cube. This is what you need. But, you know, none of these things talk to each other. And talk a little more like 
at the school level. So go beyond finance. Like just, I mean, having just put a son through college, you graduated in May uh, from the administration to, you know, he's also on academic and athletic scholarships. Like they all don't talk to each other either. So maybe talk about some of the challenges and the networking and the responsibility that they, you got to navigate. You've got to really learn and advocate and navigate. I love that part. What I will tell families is this is not a time to to prove to your 17 year old that they can do this. Okay. <laughs> I hear it all the time. Oh, if they can't navigate this on their own, they don't deserve to go to college. Would you allow them to buy a house without being involved? Of course you wouldn't. Would you allow them to buy you a car without being involved? Of course you wouldn't. This generation of students don't have an idea of what financial debt looks like in the college world. They're just like, yeah, I'll pay it back. Well, you know, the, the, the scary one is when the family says, well, let's just see what happens. Let's get them in and then we'll figure it out. And I'm like, figure out what? Either you can afford it, you can't afford it. Why would you want your child to even apply, get in? So what you can tell them, sorry, we can't send you there. So it's critical for these families to, to really think, is it an academic fit? Is it a social fit? Is it a financial fit? And then apply. Right now, we're kicking off the next year of seniors. It's so crazy. This is my 15th application season. And what we're helping them understand is you can't just pick a school name. They may not have your major. They may not be generous. They may not. There's, and, and to your point, Laurel, I help a lot of scholar athletes. I have a student this year who's getting a full ride from Stanford. And the the coach and the admission and the parent, and it is like, it's and housing, like oh, Don't forget housing. Housing, they don't talk either. Nope. So everybody, you got to navigate all of this. Like how is the student athlete cost, it's called cost of attendance, scholarship going to pay for the apartment that just got approved. And I mean, I'm living proof, which is why, you know, when I met Shelly, I said, you, I, I want you to become a client. I want to help you, your family. And I want you to help our community because uh, I don't know anyone else uh, that does what you do and not to the level of detail you do. So appreciate that. Yeah, you know, a lot of independent college consultants focus on the academic fit only. And keep in mind, high school counselors, they don't get a bonus if you go to college. They only care if you graduate. So it's very important for a family to understand they don't know your finances. They don't know a good fit school for your child. If anything, your child may get five or 10 minutes in four years like mine did. So if you don't step up, what is going to happen? It's called debt. So that child who went to Harvard four years for free, his first job, he made $106,000 a year as a 23-year-old with no debt. That is a game changer. That is why I'm so passionate about getting these kids launched properly because with debt, then they marry debt. Now they're double debted. So the whole idea of having a house and having all of the stuff is really going to be postponed. And that is a very frustrating thing for this generation. Many of them are questioning, should I even go to college? That is a very real thing right now. Yes. And I, I tell students- Speak into that a little bit, because I, I, I also think that there's a, 
I call it a work ethic or um, just an understanding that's that this is sort of like a, yeah, it's just that generation and like that kind of pass off. And I, I don't know that I agree with that. No. So speak into like why it's why you're seeing it. I mean, you're on the front line. So what we're seeing is this, their parents are still paying off their college debt. They're going now, why would I ever want to do what mistake my parents made? Yeah. Number two is when they think about, well, my parent doesn't use what they studied in college. Why would I go down that path? That doesn't make any sense. And then honestly, number three, and it, it it's part of the generation, but it's just part of the time. And that is the Zuckerbergs of the world who just make it big, just like that. They're like, yes, that is what I want. I wanna bypass all the hard work to get there. I want to just be the next and that those three things are calling it a challenge. So I just started, and I don't know if I told you this, Laurel, a new division of college ready called see our future now, where I am guiding students, regardless of college or not, what do you want to do? What is your five-year plan? What is your 10-year plan? If you don't go to college, what will you do? It's not, I'm just not going that that's terrifying. Are you going to, you know, what are you going to do? That's all I keep asking them. And today I met with somebody who said, I want to be an entrepreneur. And I said, outstanding. I love being an entrepreneur. But my dad gave me very wise advice. And he said, you know, if you go get a college degree and you go and get a job where you can learn and make your mistakes on their dollar, becoming a successful entrepreneur much quicker than having to pay for all the mistakes yourself. That was huge for me because I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. So the second question I ask is, where's your business plan? And that's when lights go up and they're like, what? What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want one of those. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's the simple things that these kids, they think they know until I help them simplify and break it down to, help me understand. I never tell a student, no, I always say that's plan a have the dream go for it, but have plan B and have plan C because we didn't know COVID was coming. We didn't know that it was going to impact the theater district like it did. So all those students who were going down that path who didn't have a plan B, they were like unemployed. They were, they didn't know what to do with themselves. So the goal of CR tutoring is we're focusing in on their core values, their passions, their annoyances, their skills, their personalities, helping them understand their five-year plan, their 10-year plan, regardless of college. If college is, you know, I want to be a dentist, you have to go to college. I want to be a lawyer. You have to go to college. But if you, it, it, it doesn't make sense anymore to just go without having a vision. Every one of my students has their top three majors, and they do 200 hours of community service. That is a high school before they go. Yeah, because these kids, if their parents aren't doing the job they want, how will they know what they want? Well, if they go, say they want to be a structural engineer and they go and build homes for the habitat humanity, either you're going to like it or you don't. But how else will you get that experience to know that it is a good fit for you. So those are some things they're just so practical and they seem so simplistic, but
but these students are really feeling stuck. Yeah. And that's the goal is to help them get unstuck. So I'm going to back up and talk to the parents a little bit. Right. Well, and the students that are watching, because uh, we're getting more and more, uh, you know, a following of students as we're working with student athletes. Um, when should someone start? And I think uh, for those of you out there watching, uh, you are going to, this will be mouth jaw dropping, I think, for a lot of you. It's way so, sooner than you think. Yeah, way sooner. So in a perfect world, you'll want to start talking about colleges in about fifth or sixth grade. That doesn't mean you tell them all your stories. It just means this is some exciting opportunities because if they don't understand it, they think it's four more years of high school. So it's just in a very light mind, light, light uh, way. Really where it gets very clear is seventh and eighth grade. And pe that's where people are blown away. Why seventh and eighth grade? Well, two things. One, you need to get your financial house in order. And the sooner you do that and make movement to your funds, the better they're going to be in the world of scholarships. The second piece is if a student knows they want to go into international business, they can start in seventh and eighth grade taking a second language, a third language. If you wait until their senior year to decide the major, they're not going to have the comp the competitive edge of enough time to do it. So really the critical piece is the sophomore year. If I can just leave everybody with that one very, very important year, okay. it is the sophomore year. And is there a time that's the best, like end, middle, beginning, that that correlates to any deadlines that makes it important? Yeah. So, well, the, the first deadline or the most important deadline is getting everything they need before they have to complete the FAFSA because the FAFSA looks two years back. It doesn't look at one year back. That is the sophomore year. That's why that's, if you want any scholarships, you know, the last two years, our students have earned, not one, they earned over $17.6 million in scholarships. That is a significant number. Yeah. So, you can't wait to do that your senior year and expect to get those big dollars. We now have um, getting ready for high school program to teach them how to test well, how the soft skills of life follow up, like the things that should be just normal. These kids are not getting in school. And if they're not getting them from home, right. they're just not getting them. And that's a lot. That's a, that's so having just, you know, did my Make Your Kids Millionaires book, you know, when we really boiled down and it all rolled out and, you know, I was on your podcast and we talked about it. A lot of this is the, the conversation in the household, right? This parenting, right? And the involvement uh, to what degree, whether these kids win or not. Now, Shelly, you've talked a lot about scholarships. Talk about grants. Is that part of the process that you work with them, whether applying for grants in uh, different areas? Is that another piece that you work with families or is that, explain the difference, I guess. So there, there are many different grants and scholarships. So I'm gonna to try to simplify it. The best way to get free money is to be the best version of you. What does that mean when grants are an opportunity? There's the Cal grant, the Pell grant, there's, there's college grants. I mean, there, there's so much money out there. I can't even tell you. At Harvard, I don't think anybody was there not on a scholarship or a grant. They have very deep pockets. So getting into the Ivies is the hardest part. 
getting them paid for is not as difficult. So it's important for families to look at what's most important to us, the academic fit, the social fit, or the financial fit. We help people find grants. We help them to find research projects that will get them a grant. We help them to do internships that will get them a grant. So passion with purpose is one of our big, big um, pieces to the college ready plan. Why? You can get a ton of money from serving your community. Yes, we we do it for the right reasons, but we know how else to tap into them. That's awesome. Um, so where do they find the scholarships? Just kind of a simple, I know you've, you've talk, you spoke about it in broad term, but very specifically. The best place to find scholarships is at the college themselves. They have way more money than any independent scholarship. I will tell you, one of my students last year got 25 grand from the Coca-Cola scholarship. That's legit. That's legit. What she had to go through to get that money was insane. So where does the big money come from? It's putting the right student at the right school. Think of it this way, Laurel, you're a businesswoman. If I come to you and I have no resume, but I'm saying, I really want to work for you. You're like, all right. And then my friend comes and she's like, look at everything I've done and look how much money I'm going to save you. Which one are you going to pick? Right. It's so simple. If you think about it in just those terms, it's not that you have to go chase a zillion $50 scholarships. You're better off having your student go get a job and write an essay about what it's like working at (laughs) Chick-fil-A. You know, that's the challenge that we're faced with. These kids are like, you know, I'm going to apply for a $25 scholarship. Your time is worth way more money to go and get real life experience to write about in your essay. And oh, by the way, start saving for money, your money doing that for your future. So those are some challenges that we face. So before I ask, I have one big question I want to ask at the end. Uh, Where do people get your book? I know you uh, offered your uh, book for free and uh, I know you book up appointments. We'll meet with families, talk to families and give some, uh, you know, real direction on how you can help. So um, this is my best-selling book. It's called How to Send Your Student to College Without Losing Your Mind or Your Money. It was a bestseller in 24 hours because this is a problem. So how you can get a free copy is go to free book period collegereadyplan.com free book period collegereadyplan.com and with that you will get a real copy not just a digital copy of the book and opportunities um to you know work through it the book is written for a busy working parent it is not a novel it really (laughs) is worksheets it's When you go on a college tour, these are the things to look at. So it's a practical book and one that's not going to take a ton of time that you have to spend reading. You can jump right in and start doing. So those of you who who want to get Shelly's book, it's also going to be in the show notes. I would uh, encourage you to get it. I would encourage you to have an appointment and follow up. If you have questions for me, go to asklaurel.com and you can always ask free questions over there, make a request. Um, and we can continue that dialogue over there. Uh, before we wrap up our interview though, um, I want you to talk about like, 
because uh, I like his question asked to me too, is what should somebody ask you that they don't even know they should ask you? Like, what do people know that they don't know? I love that question uh, for, for lots of experts because, uh, you know, it's just so unconscious that you know your topic and how to help these kids so well. So that, uh, there were a lot that came to mind, but the one that I'm going to go with is if your student doesn't understand why they are working so hard to get a 5.0 GPA, think of it like you, would you just want to go work every single day and not get a paycheck? They don't have a concept that college is not just four more years of high school. The more you can sit down and talk as a family and really talk about what is a good fit for you? Is it an Ivy? Is it a state school? What is the best major? If you're going to go psychology, are you going to go on to get your PhD? Because that's the number one most unemployed major. I was one. It was awesome. Fun classes. <laughs> Problem is kids get done with psychology and they're like, there's no jobs, mom. Yeah. Because there's no jobs called psychology. So the more you can talk to them and educate them and yes, share some fun stories about what it was like going to a football game or, you know, I, I tell the story all the time with my kids. I left all of my clothes in my home closet. When I got to college, I had no clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited to go to college that I left them all at home. So um, these are things that are fun memories to share with your kids and help them to see this is just not math, history, English, science. They finally get to do something that they're passionate about and wave the carrot. You know, it's so much easier to work for a high GPA if they know what that's going to get them. For a parent who just says, just go get a perfect GPA and a perfect test score. I don't know about you, but that doesn't sit very well. Right. It's kind of a bummer. So help them understand like what, what does, what does that mean? You know, do, are they going to go to the school right next to their home and live at home? Or are they going to go across the U S and experience life in another place? The more you can have these discussions, it's, it should be fun. The last thing I will leave you with parents play the millionaire game. I, I've been saving this for you, Laurel. Thank you. It's right there. There it so, is. What we do with yeah. our students is we ask them, what if I gave you a million dollars today yep. and you had 24 hours to spend it or you had to give it all back to me, what would you do? Ah, that's awesome. And all of a sudden you start to see, I'd buy a jet, I'd take all my friends to Hawaii. Like there, whoa, it's just this massive, there's no concept of a million dollars. I have had one student that you would love to have, Laurel. He said to me, well, first I'd buy a fixer upper and then I would flip it and then I'd buy two more. And I was like, we're your parents. And so that's what his dad did. Yeah. But those things, those conversations, those are critical. Yeah, I love that. Shelly Howard, it's been great to have you on the, the uh, podcast today. Have this conversation with you again. Parents, go to freebook.collegereadyplan.com. Uh, get a free book and uh, continue your dialogue with Shelly. I don't care how old or young. Get in her database is what I would say. Just get in her database. And when they're age ready and it makes sense, believe me, uh, Shelly will follow up and uh, make sure that you're taken care of well. So thank you, Shelly, for being on the podcast today. My pleasure. Thank you.
And the rest of you that are out there, Ask Laurel has become a fun membership. So now you can actually text me 24-7. We can have a conversation and uh, ask questions. You can always ask a free question. But So start out at asklaurel.com, ask a question, make a request, and uh, continue your journey on the process of becoming a millionaire, at least 100,000 there. But you got to learn something about money to live on this planet. I'll talk to you next week. So this is Laurel and you've been listening to my podcast. If you've enjoyed this, I have a couple things you can do that are completely up to you. Number one, take my quiz. Go to integratedwealthsystems.com and take the quiz. You will find that there's one of four personalities, financial personalities, we call them, that you're going to fall into. So as you take the quiz, it'll actually go through and identify, are you you know, uh, in stagnant cash flow, right? Are you overpaying taxes? Do you have debt issues? You know, are you a lifestyle junkie? Where are you? And then from there, it goes to a video that actually gives you some solutions on how to correct that problem. So again, go to integratedwealthsystems.com, take my quiz, and we'll go from there. Thanks for listening to the Real Money Talks podcast. Your host has been Laurel Langmire, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View. Want to learn more about off-Wall Street investing, tax strategies, and multi-million dollar business strategies? Visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast for past episodes, show notes, and resources. For some special wealth building gifts only for Laurel's podcast listeners, visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast gifts. Do you have a burning question for Laurel? Visit asklaurel.com to submit your question, and it may just be covered on a podcast episode. So stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to get new episodes every week.